Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. What would you do if you were to see your daughter on a TV newscast being filmed talking with a police officer while shooting up heroin in an alleyway? Such is the story of author Lou Alpert, who tells her story in Surrender, a love letter to my daughter. Lou is here to share her story with us, and Lou, welcome to The Author's Show. Thank you for having me, Linda. Lou, will you please give us a quick overview of Surrender, a love letter to my daughter? Surrender is really the story of my daughter's five-year heroin addiction told through a mother's eyes and the ups and downs of what a parent goes through when they're dealing with addiction. While you were writing your book, it could not have been an easy task. Would you say in some ways that it was cathartic? I never wrote the book to publish it. I originally wrote the book because I needed to write myself through everything that had happened. I came to a point when Crystal was doing heroin that I was pretty comfortable with the way I was living. I didn't see her for many years and I knew she was living on the streets, but we communicated almost daily and weekly through text messages. When she showed up on CNN, it sort of blew my life apart. And all the people who didn't know this was going on all of a sudden did. So the book was a way of getting me from one side to the other to understand my feelings. And I think that when Crystal... Crystal was found by CNN. I should have been just thrilled because she, she went to rehab. But instead, I just got angry, angry, angry. And so the book was really a way for me to find why I was so angry to explore my own feelings. Now that you've written the book and you didn't plan to publish it, but do you think that there is any particular type of reader who would learn from reading your book? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I finished the book, the first person I sent it to was Crystal, my daughter. I wanted her to read it. And I had no idea how she'd react. But she called me back and she said, you need to publish this. She said, there are very few parents get to write this story. Most of us lose children. Most of them die. And Crystal lived. And so I was able to write something that I think finds its way to the heart of any parent going through this. The center of the book is our text messages. The text messages show what it's like to have a heroin addict. Sometimes I would get a long rambling text and sometimes I'd get HH or, you know, two letters because that's all she could do. She's the one who encouraged me to publish and she felt like I could reach a group of people whose voice, who didn't have a voice. If you could compare Surrender with any other, what would that other book be? Um, I think Beautiful Boy is one of the ones, you know, it's the same story of a father. His son was dealing with meth. I was dealing with heroin. And his son was much younger. Uh, Crystal was 31 when she started. And so the stories are different, but the feelings are very much the same. I would say what I had, which I have always been grateful for, is I have a very strong faith. And so, you know, I was able, I had worked 12-step 
programs before. I had gone through other people's addictions in my life. And I think that helped me in going through everything I did with Crystal. Lou, tell us a bit about the stunning graphic on your book cover. What meaning did you want to convey with that cover? You know, it's funny because I've had that picture hanging outside the door of my bedroom for about 10 years. Um, I have a very good friend named Oliver Peck. He's actually a judge on Ink on Ink Masters, <laughs> and he's a tattoo artist. And I bought that picture from him years ago and had it hanging outside my bedroom because it says surrender. And I felt like I needed to remember that every time I walked in or out of my room. And after the book was almost done, I finally was walking in my room one day and thought, gosh, this would be the perfect cover. And I called Oliver and he was like, yeah, great, go for it. So that's how the cover came to be. <laughs> that's quite a story. So I watched the CNN video on your website and could only imagine how you must have felt to see something like this broadcast on national TV. What was your first reaction? It was an interesting morning. My son texted me and said, call me when you wake up. And he was actually at a gym working out and it was on all the TVs at the gym. And I flipped it on to see her. I hadn't seen Crystal in two years at that point, maybe two and a half. And so other than mug shots, I'd seen some mug shots, but to see her move and, and the pain, I mean, I knew she was pregnant. I knew she was living on the streets in Albuquerque. I knew all of those things, but seeing it and seeing her move and her voice, which I just hadn't heard in so long, it was overwhelming. I mean, I watched it and watched it. I, I'm not very techie, and so I immediately tried to get somebody to show me how to save it, not knowing I could save a CNN story, and more not knowing it was going to be there forever. And then I really did what I do best. I shut down my mind. I compartmentalized, which is what I've been doing for the whole five years. She was out there. That's how you live. And then I called my other seven kids because I didn't want them to turn on the TV and see it without warning. Have you seen Crystal since this CNN interview? I've seen her once. We talk a lot and we text. We're tiptoeing our way back to each other. You know, there's a lot of pain there on both sides. But I love Crystal and Crystal loves me. So last summer, she's still in Florida, which is where she went to rehab. She's still living there. She's been clean over two years now. And last summer when I was driving to Florida, I stopped and we had lunch. I was with two of my other kids and we stopped and we had lunch and we caught up. It was one of those things that I thought I was okay. And then about 15 minutes out, I started crying. And by the time I got to her, I was crying. And she was just laughing and going, you know, you cry, mom. You always cry. You're a crier. And it was good to see her. And she looks good. And I'm happy for her. You mentioned that Crystal was pregnant on the CNN interview. Have you had a chance to meet Crystal's child, your grandchild? No. First, I don't think of her as my grandchild. Crystal was always planning on putting her up for adoption, and the policeman that confronted her in that alley offered to adopt her baby, and he did. And he had gosh, four other kids. He has like five kids now, and he's 29 years old. And so that baby belongs to Ryan and Rebecca. And Crystal sees it that way too. And so they communicate. I have communicated. I sent Ryan the book again before, before I published it. I sent it to him. And in the, we sent Christmas cards and we touched base. She doesn't feel like my grandchild. She feels like their child. And I think that's the way it's meant to be. 
Lou, you mentioned that you have several other adult children. How have they been affected by Crystal's addiction? They've all handled it differently. The interesting thing about having so many children, especially when they're adults and you can't control them or send them to their rooms, you know, they've all handled it differently. My daughter, I have one daughter, the one that's closest to Crystal. They talk and Emma has seen her a couple of times. Honestly, for my boys, I think, and really, they watched me go through this five years of her addiction. And they watched me cry and they watched the pain. And when she got pregnant and kept using through the pregnancy, I think that was super hard for the kids, you know, because it was one thing to do that to herself, but to do it to a child was very hard for them, you know, to really get their arms around. For some of them, there's a lot of forgiveness and for others, it will take time. I guess that's the best thing to say. And, you know, heroin took a lot from our family and things can't go back to the way they were before Crystal started shooting up and putting a needle in her arm. The first time she went to rehab, everybody was very on board with, we're going to save you, save you, was before I knew you saved them. That I didn't put the needle in Crystal's arm, and I was never going to be the one to take it out. That had to be her decision when she was ready. It was her journey. And I think that at this point, we look at each other, and the Crystal who stands in front of me now is a very different person than the person she was before addiction. You know, she lived on the streets for two and a half years. I can only imagine the pain she went through. Do you have any idea why she started using heroin? The story I have is that I think she and her boyfriend had a friend who was dying, and he had opioids, and they started sharing his opioids really as he was dying. It's more of a bonding thing. And Crystal has an addictive personality, so it very quickly... You know, she became addicted very quickly. Her boyfriend, you know, became addicted too, but was able to walk away from it much easier. Crystal went, you know, she, it just got hold of her and she, she went very quickly to a needle and, and it just went downhill from there. You know, it's a, it's a horrible drug. It's, it's a quick acting, you know, deliberate drug. And I think these kids just don't understand that it's not marijuana. And, and Crystal reached a point that she used to say to me, I'm a better drug addict than anything else I've done. You know, she never had any fear of shooting herself up or anybody else. You know, she carried Narcon. She popped people back, you know, when they overdosed. She felt like she was really good at this. And that, as much as we offered rehab, and she did do rehab, and then she did detox a couple of times, she just hit a point that she would say to me, you know, Mom, I, I just can't see living without this. I just can't, I don't want to live without this. Oh my gosh. So tell me, many, many years ago, you've written several children's books, and now you've written Surrender. How, are you planning to write another book? I don't know. Surrender was something I wrote very fast through a lot of emotions. And the kids kid me because I'm like, if, the, if I write another book, it'll probably be on suicide, another really upbeat subject. And so, because I've dealt with a lot of them. So I'm like, you know, I'm not sure I'm really ready to tackle that part of it yet. But yeah, I mean, maybe I'll go down another road. This book did a lot for me and it seems to be doing a lot for other people. I have over 4,000 people who read my blogs and things and I send a newsletter out every month and I've spent lots of time talking to people and trying to talk to other parents living through this. 
it's a hard road and there's no good answers. And parents of addicts tend to hide in the shadows. We don't talk about it. And that was part of writing this book. You know, I speak now, I go and speak to different groups. I want parents to talk to each other, to not live in the shadows because of this heroin addiction that is still not accepted in the same way as other addictions. One of the statistics I was given was in 2018, 65,000 people died of opioid overdoses, which says a lot, especially with what we're living through now. And, you know, it's, it's a huge problem. And we just have to attack it from so many different fronts. But parents have to be willing to talk to each other. Lou, will you please read a short excerpt from Surrender for our listeners? Yes. We arrived in Santa Fe late in the afternoon, went straight to Crystal's house, and banged on the door. No one answered. So I called Jim, and he met us at the Burger King down the street and gave us a key. Returning to the house, we banged on the door again, and when there was no answer, we let ourselves in. It was dark. The blinds were all pulled down. There were syringes on the floor and a belt hanging from a doorknob. I remember Jordan saying, this is a shooting den. It was dirty, with dishes in the sink and junk lying around everywhere. There was a pile of brown stuff on the kitchen table, and I asked Jordan if that was heroin. I had never seen any. Jordan laughed and told me it was a moldy muffin. The house seemed empty, but then we found Crystal lying on the floor on a mat in the back bedroom. She looked thin and small. I knelt beside my child and shook her until she opened her eyes. She just looked at me for a minute and then said, I knew you'd come. I asked to look at her arms, and she pulled up her sleeve to reveal the needle marks. Her veins looked bad, and she looked terrible. But nothing prepared me for the paw-like feet and hands and the marks on her neck. Crystal had been shooting between her toes and her fingers, and when they were swollen and red, she had gone for the veins in her neck. We talked, but I honestly have no real memory of what I said. It was all so unreal. I showed her the pictures and letters I brought from home. I'm not sure she comprehended much. And I was probably throwing too much too fast. I usually do. Looking at Crystal so small and broken, I forgot my fear and anger and just fell in love with her again. Just as I had fallen in love with her when she was 16. I wanted to save her. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, this is an emotional book. I can tell that. So tell me, where can we learn more about you? And where can we purchase Surrender, a love letter to my daughter? I have a website. It's loualpertbooks.com, L-O-U-A-L-P-E-R-T-B-O-O-K-S.com. And on the website, there's links to purchase, but there's also links to resources for parents and other people dealing with addiction and some blogs I've written. So it's a good resource. We've been talking with Lou Albert, author of Surrender, a love letter to my daughter. Lou, thank you for taking time to share your story with us today. There are thousands of parents who are struggling with the fact that their child is an addict, and your story is sure to offer them guidance as they travel their own path. I hope that you'll come back again if and when you ever release another book. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. In Surrender, a love letter to my daughter, Lou shares her story with a rare mixture of candor, humor, compassion, and love. This book is for anyone who has found themselves swept up in the opioid crisis, hiding in the shadows, and trying to cope with the chaos of loving an addict. If you or anyone you know is traveling this road, 
please go to loualbertbooks.com and order your copy of Surrender today. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with the author. And remember, The Author Show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. Whether you are an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of a new book, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.